Hello everyone, welcome back to the Geek King's Declaration. I'm your host, Connor, and with me is my sister, Amber, who I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast. She has gotten me into so much um, of what what I'm interested in when it comes to like, geeky stuff. Um, so today we're going to be doing an MCU rewatch, starting with uh, Captain America. Uh, do you want to kind of like talk about how you got into Captain America and all of the Marvel movies? Um, sure. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this. Um, I would say my dad got me into the Marvel movies as a kid. Um, we would go see him in the movie theater and he had like all of them on DVD. I think the first one I saw was X-Men 2. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember I remember you played X-Men on the projector on the hill that we had in, in, um, at our last house. And I, I just, I remember being scared to watch it, but you were like, it's a superhero movie, like, come watch it. And I think that was like my first introduction. And then we bought the Iron Man trilogy from Walmart and we watched through those. And I remember mom being like, are you sure you're ready to watch this? And I was just like laughing at it the entire time. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you got me into Marvel, you got me into Harry Potter. Um, I think the only like major thing that I've gotten myself into really was Star Wars. And I wouldn't have even done that if I wasn't like already exposed to kind of these geeky um, Marvel and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think so anyways, but yeah. I know, X-Men's kind of an interesting introduction to the superhero world, especially when you were as young as you were. Absolutely, yeah. And and I, I didn't realize how, like, it's, it's cool because it's a totally different vision when I watch it now as opposed to when I was a kid and it was just like, oh, cool action scenes. And, and now it's it's like, oh, this parallels reality in this way. This is like a message in this way. And it's so funny because like a lot of the references as 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 like um like the X-Men 2, I remember there being like a lot of uh, references to homophobia, like right over my head, of course, as a kid. Um, so we just finished watching uh, Captain America and the first Avenger. And in timeline order, that that would be like the first one that you watch, and then we go on to Captain Marvel. I think is next. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so, it, within the MCU, this being like the first film, um, I remember as a kid, I hated, I I, I didn't hate, I, I disliked Captain America a lot because he was just such a basic kind of story, like Boy Scout. Um, and and as I get older, I, I think I mentioned this with Superman a little bit. Um, like I I realize. These characters aren't meant to be realistic. You're not meant to be like, I relate to this. You're meant to kind of look up the, to them as a symbol. And um, I, I find that interesting how much it's changed throughout my life, um, my point of view on Captain America. But um, yeah, I think they did a really good job with that one. That one's probably one of my favorite out of the Captain America trilogy. Um, I know a lot of people like uh, Winter Soldier, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the um, I like I like the first Avenger a lot. Uh, so that one, that was 2011, right? Do you remember? I'm not sure. It was like right before Avengers. It, it didn't have an end credit scene that we, we can talk about. But um, the, the cast list, like this is our very, very first like introduction into a, an expanded universe, really. Like we had Iron Man um, and then um, Captain, we had, we had the Hulk. Um, but Captain America like is, is um, like the leading man, like this one this one really like set off for the MCU and like the full cinematic universe. You were so, right. It's 2011. I, I was going to say, okay. Yeah. And then, and then Avengers came out in 2012. I know. Um, 
But yeah, like, did you have any, like any like notes specifically about like the story of Captain America that you like really stood out to you, um, story wise or anything? I mean, I've just always enjoyed like the um, backstories of characters, so I really loved like the part up until he became Captain America. Like, of course, you know, it's still. Yeah enjoyable after that point but really seeing like why he became this person and what went into it i've always enjoyed absolutely yeah i i remember you saying like origin stories are such like a, a big um interest for you when with the, the superhero characters um I, I remember uh like wolverine origins we kind of talked about that like um and you talked about how much you loved the uh how how superheroes become like where they're at yeah i Love, like, all the Iron Man movies, but the first one was just so interesting to me, like, seeing, again, what went into him developing yeah. this. We we really get to see the step-by-step -step process of, like, um, this, this character really completely changing from the kind of self self-interested um, character that he was into um, Iron Man, I guess, yeah. So Captain America, obviously, like, um, a big, big interesting topic because, like, he's supposed to be, like, a symbol of America and, like, um, and, and it's more so, like, what America should be, what, what America is meant to be rather than the realistic side of America. And it's really, um, a story of, like, hope and, and change. Like, I, I find it more interesting now that I'm, like, starting to go to the gym because, like, how he started off so scrawny. And, um, like, you know, he's like really big towards the end, like with the, with the serum and all, um, I, I think that kind of makes me a little bit biased towards him as well. Um, and I, I love, I love the, um, the hopefulness that he has now as, as like I get older. Um, and yeah, his character definitely like started to introduce that, that hope into the MCU. I mean, he's supposed to be the perfect man. Like, that's the whole point of his character, right? So it makes sense that it's kind of, at least to me, annoying to see almost this perfect man presented. But as it unfolds, you kind of see those imperfections more. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I And, and it's like they say, like, the serum isn't meant to just make someone strong. It's meant to, um, like, multiply um, the, the abilities and the, um, the traits of someone. So it, it, I was kind of thinking in the movie, like, what if they did choose someone strong? Like, his personality wouldn't have been the same, but, like, how strong would they have been? Because, like, we've seen Captain America do some impressive stuff with his strength. And um, he, was, he was scrawny. He was, he was very small. Um, and it, it's all about, like, the heart of gold kind of story, really. It's, it's that's, that's what sends um, the message. It's the right um the right person being represented i uh, i guess and I've, I've always i've always like I, I hated it like i said as a kid but like as i as i get older it's really nice to to see and i i find it interesting um that that he doesn't really see it himself i think that's what makes him more so the right choice for the serum um because like People will ask him, like, what is it? He doesn't see himself as a heart of gold. He's, he sees himself as just a kid from Brooklyn. Um, and and I, I really, I think that's, like, a, just another level to um, how, how much of a perfect choice he was for this. Um, 
and it's such a nice contrast to like Iron Man where Stanley literally created a character where he was like, how can I make a character where everyone hates him, but make them love him? Because like at the time that Iron Man was created, like weapons manufacturers were like the biggest target on everyone. And and so he made he made this um, sexist, this um, this alcoholic, this weapons manufacturer who billionaire only cared about his pockets and then and then they made him love him um he's probably top three um marvel characters now like the big three captain america iron man and thor um which i which i i talk about a lot but like captain america and iron man like they weren't that popular in comics like captain america was a little bit more but iron man not at all um the big three used to be wolverine hulk and spider-man so these movies really boosted Captain America and Iron Man's like popularity. And and I mean another thing to note like is is the cast. And there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things about the cast that like I bring up like Chris Evans um you know as obviously as Captain America, Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes, um Tommy Lee Jones in it as, as like the the colonel. Um but there's there's also like a lot of small roles. Um and I, I find Dum Dum Dugan is a big character or a big side character in the comics, and he's played by Neil McDonald, popular in the CW universe. Um, and there's also a lot of like theories, um, like with um, uh, Kenneth Choi. I, I hope I pronounced his name right. He's also the principal in um, in Far From Home or um, in in Spider Man uh, Homecoming, actually. But all three of them, I suppose, and. Uh, he also plays a soldier in here. They kind of like make a little reference to it in that movie. Um, I know. I know you had some notes about the uh, actors. You wanted to talk about the cast. I just every single time I watch this movie, and like the first scene kind of starts coming together, and we see um, Red Skull confronting that older man. All that comes to my mind is, oh my god, it's Argus Filch. Yeah, uh, a David David Bradley, um, <laughs> the Tower Keeper. Yeah, that's always like another funny thing. And and um, even even Red Skull himself, Hugo Weaving, is like in so much. Like he's in the Matrix as um, Agent Smith. He he's got uh, roles in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, and then I, I know you're a big uh, Stanley Tucci fan as well. Oh, love uh, Stanley Tucci. And and he 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 plays a, a beautiful do- Dr. Abraham Erskine. Um, he he does great in that role. Um, so yeah, there's there's um there's like a lot of a lot of characters there. Uh, we have Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, who is a super underrated role in my opinion. I think he plays Howard Stark so so well. I I love the character of Howard Stark. I find it so funny. I don't know if you know this, but um, he's also I know him from Mamma Mia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, like I, I've I've seen Mamma Mia a little bit um, here and there, but yeah, I don't I don't know the cast too well um, of it. It's not like the biggest the biggest movie that I like I, I watch very often. Um, but yeah, like looking through the cast list, they have they have so much, and <laughs> I kind of made a comment in the in the film where I was like while we were watching i was like imagine having to play adolf hitler um <laughs> here it says uh, uh, james payton played a- adolf hitler um in the reenactments where captain america would punch him in the face and recreate the comic cover over and over and over again um it says that he's in glass onion and um a couple of other movies but not not many that i've i've personally heard of other than glass onion 
Um, so yeah, it's always that's always fun to kind of pick out like the small bits of of casts castings. Um, I love I love going over that every episode. An- another thing I really love is um, how how many like parodies of Captain America that we have. Um, what one major one, of course, is is Soldier Boy in the Boys. And I, I haven't read too many of the boys' comics. I've heard poor things about them, but the show is absolutely wonderful. I love, I love that, and I, I love the casting in there. D, um, Dean from Supernatural, uh, Jensen Ackles, he he plays a perfect soldier boy, and um, that that's that's one of the few things like I was able to get you into. Um, I I got to show you that show, and um, yeah, um, I just I love the parallels with it. Do you do you have any like comments about the parallels, or is it? I was just gonna say like I. Exactly that it was funny that you got me into this show. Meanwhile, like you brought up Supernatural and that was something that I got you into. And it's a prime example of how we get each other into different things that we're both really interested in. But yeah, the parallel. um, I don't know. It's interesting seeing as how like attached we get to these Marvel characters, not that we don't get attached to the characters in the boys, but like, yeah, absolutely. Captain America's a hero and we know that and we know that we're going to be really rooting for him. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because like he, he's almost like the polar opposite of all of the boys things. Like how we talked about earlier, Captain America is the vision of what we, we want to be of what like we see as good, what, what we want this nation to be. And then we have like Homelander who like, parades around with his cape um being the american flag like he's another great example of like almost a parody um and then soldier boy and and my favorite thing was thinking about um soldier boy's backstory and how he said like um i wanted to do right by my dad and like i i went to his golf buddies and i i took the experiment and when i got home and he said that i i took a shortcut that a real man wouldn't have been like a science experiment and and i loved thinking about that meanwhile um captain america like he didn't ser- captain america didn't search it out captain america became um this this symbol because other people forced him into it um cuz cuz he had that heart of gold he he didn't have that superiority complex like i can do this like i can be this like no, he's just a kid from Brooklyn. Um, he would have fought in that war with or without the serum. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, Soldier Boy just... Didn't even fight. He, he, he wanted was... to feel better about himself. And Steve just wanted to yeah. do what he could to help. The motives are very different. We saw we saw him like talking to Huey. He was like, I, I, stormed, I stormed Normandy. I fought Nazis. And he was like, you didn't storm shit. And... Like you, you just, you're just doing this for the popularity. Like, and I, I love that he, he's not like the most evil character. I, I love, I love Soldier Boy's um character. Um, I'm gonna have to do an episode on the boys pretty soon, but um, I, I just, I find it so interesting the parallels between these um iconic parody and and the the real thing I guess for Captain America. Um. The story, like I said, like it's not one that I've always loved, but I've re- I've really grown to it, um, with um, the the inspiration of being better and um, doing better. So this is like the first episode, kind of like um, trying out like what what we wanted to talk about. Um, we're going to be doing a full MCU rewatch and talking about them all. 
Um, I'm glad I've held off on Guardians of the Galaxy. I mentioned many times that's my favorite one I've wanted to. Um, but it, I think it makes more sense if we're doing a full MCU rewatch to do um, that. So next next up, we're going to be doing Captain Marvel. Um, so if you guys want to watch along as we kind of break down these different things, um, absolutely. Um, Captain Marvel's next, and then Iron Man, Iron Man 2, we're doing it um, chronologically, timeline-wise, rather than release-wise. Um, and and the shows, like, maybe some of the important ones will hit, but we're, we're really focusing in on, on movies. Um, that's, that's what we're guaranteed to watch. Um, so if, if that's something you're interested in, uh, make sure to follow along with the podcast. And yeah, um, I don't think we see Captain America until Avengers, which is, is four movies away. Because we have Captain Marvel, Iron Man one and two, and then, and then is it Avengers then or is it Thor? No, I think it's Hulk and Thor. Oh yeah, we have, we have Hulk, um, Hulk after Iron Man two, and then Thor one, right before. Yeah, because they got six movies away. Yeah. Okay, six movies. Yeah, so that's the next time we see Captain America, um, and we can kind of talk about like his character arc changing, um, and. You know, he goes from like that that noble kind of guy, and like like we said earlier, he's not the face of America um, as it is. Um, he's the face of America of as as we want to see it, um, and and we kind of get to see that in Civil War when he stands up against his country. It's funny that you mentioned that um, the Avengers is the next time we see him because it's not the next time that we hear about like his serum. Oh, yeah. And how important that is yeah. to the whole overall MCU. I forgot to mention that. Good good call. Because like, we brought that up in the middle of the movie. Everyone always talks about how Iron Man creates so many villains and how his villains come back to haunt him. We don't talk about how the serum comes back to haunt everyone. I mean, the Hulk um, was literally Bruce Banner trying to replicate the serum. Um, Thaddeus Ross wants to replicate the serum. I think in some edition, like the, Super Sol- the um, Winter Soldier was a, an attempt at that um and and so so many of these um serums in in the comics and in the movies are just uh poor copies of the super soldier serum yeah it's definitely i mean i think abomination 2 in the hulk yes. that was yeah, he was trying call. to recreate what bruce banner made but um I don't know if we're going to be wrapping up here, but I had a comment about yeah. the scene with the guy um, who threw the boy over into the water. <laughs> that tooth pill, whatever it is, terrifying idea. I would definitely have accidentally eaten it way yeah. before I was supposed I wonder, to. How loose, how much pressure do you have to put on that tooth for it to just knock out? Because, like... Not worth I it. Would, yeah, I would... I'd, I'd be in the middle of the, the Hydra base, and they'd, they'd look over, and I'd just be dead on the floor. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, I'm really anxious in the middle of a presentation or something, and then I just drop. What 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 happened to Connor? Oh, he's missing a tooth. He ate his tooth pill on accident. <laughs> it was a little early. <laughs> that, that reminds me of another comment about Hydra. Like, Hydra is obviously um, that, that multiple-headed monster in Greek mythology, Hercules fights. And, you know, cut off one head, two more um, come out. And, and it's very much um, symbolic as to why they chose that name because that's something that they, they bring up all the time when one of them dies. But, I like, 
these myths are real in the Marvel comics. Hercules is an actual character. So I'm curious, like, I haven't seen anything where Hercules confronts Hydra and he's like, why would you, why would you mimic such a beast or something? But like, I'm very curious to see if, if that is something that he's talked about. I mean, we see Thor and Loki in almost the same fashion. So who's to say that that's out of the question? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've always found that so funny. Like, there every every single one of these beliefs, these religions are real. Um, Asgard being like the 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 North Norse mythology, the Nordic um, people's belief, and then um, like we see Matt Murdock has a devout like Christian um, belief, uh, Daredevil, and I, I also find it funny that they kind of bring up. Um, all of the different gods in Thor Love and Thunder. Like we got we, we literally see Zeus. Um they mention the Carpenter God. They mention um I, I think it was Nani Nani was the um the uh Korg's god, um mm. the rock monster god. Um I'm blanking on what uh I wanna say it's like uh, I'm blanking on what they're called. I'm I'm kind of upset. Let me let me see what let's see if I can find it. The um but yeah, the Cronins, um, <laughs> the Cronin God, uh, Nani Nani, which was also voiced by Taika Waititi. Um, and another thing, like while we're talking about like the space side of the MCU, we didn't know that this was the space stone at the time. We didn't know this was a, an infinity stone. To us, it was just the Tesseract, a big thing to create, um, create different, uh, weapons for the Hydra, for Hydra or shield, um. So this is like the first time we're getting into the cosmic side of the MCU. There's so many times that I wish I could go back and watch like this whole universe from the beginning for the first time. Yeah. Because like watching it now and knowing that it was like all the stone. symbolism and significance of things in this movie, it's just like we're checking off a checklist almost. Still great movies, but Yeah. It's like, uh, there's also the downside to it where, like, there were so many theories about the number 12 because of how often it came up um, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill had 12% of a plan. Um, I heard him mention it to Peggy after he got booed off the stage by all the soldiers. He mentioned 12. And, and everyone was like, oh, it means something. It means something. It's being brought up in every movie. And the directors came out and they were like, no, it's just the highest number that's one syllable. Like, that's the only reason why we chose 12. I was like, damn, all right. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many things where, like, returning to it would be so, so cool to to really see um, the, the perspective of the time. Like, Red Skull, we know where he got sent to, but before, we just thought he, like, disintegrated. But, like, he gets sent to... To, um, uh, what's the planet called? It's like, it starts with a V, um, but he gets sent to guard the soul stone. Well, um, and another thing that I forgot that I had in my notes was Zola, when he's looking in that yeah. microscope and he... There's so much foreshadowing. That foreshadowing. The future of the Marvel movies, and, and it's all from this one film where, like, we, we bring in a bunch of different characters. I, I, um... Well, while we're on the topic of like foreshadowing, I would love to have seen. Um, I, I mentioned it before. I would love to see like Steve returning the stones and his reaction to seeing Red Skull, who um, 
instead of being played by Hugo Weaving, um, I might have mentioned this before. It's mentioned. It's um, played by Aaron from The Walking Dead, yes. Ross Marquand, um, which is so interesting to me that that he gets to voice Red Skull. And and in what if he voices a bunch of characters? I think he voices Ultron. He voiced um, Red Skull again. Um, but yeah, uh, that that like so much so much foreshadowing. I, w- I would love to see. I think I think if they structured a mini series where we see Captain America first return the stones for episode one, but then come home to Peggy in episode two, and then see how he was able to maintain the timeline. That would be really interesting. Um, but but we can get to more on the timeline and how the timeline actually works when we get to like Endgame and Infinity War because th- there's there's so many different d- discussions. Even the writers and the directors don't agree on how the time travel worked in Endgame, which... Uh. Well, and not to, you know, jump ahead too crazy, but having finished Loki, both of us, like, yeah. what is time? Yes, yeah. It's kind of like what happened when we watched X-Men 3 all <laughs> over again. Oh, yeah. Or Days of Future Past, I mean. I, 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 I'm at the same point with you. I, I get it. Um. Oh, my gosh, the X-Men movie's... I talked about that in my X-Men film watch, rewatch where the the timelines are so <laughs> they they were a mess after not not after Days of Future Past, but once they started making more movies from like the 80s through the 90s. And and I'm not even just talking about how Michael Fassbender is supposed to age into Ian McKellen in 10 years, but like <laughs> more than that um mystique dying twice and losing her powers once um trask um becoming like irrelevant um entirely after days of future past even though he'd still probably be against mutants we probably should have gotten at least a mention of him after first class uh timeline wise and yeah i would love to We'll have to discuss X-Men another time because I could go on for forever about so many thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, with, with Deadpool 3 coming out, um, that's that's this year. We're probably going to be wrapping up our MC rewatch right when Deadpool 3 comes out and then we'll have to do another episode. Um, but, like, Hugh Jackman's in that as Wolverine, so we can definitely talk about that timeline, kind of, um, that episode. Or if we wanted to expand it and do all of those movies, we could do that as well. Um, when it comes to like the outside MCU things, I think we kind of brought it up like the original Spider-Man movies. I think we talked about like, we'll just kind of like, like we might rewatch them, but either way, we'll just talk about them in with No Way Home. Like it it doesn't really matter like doing a full episode breakdown because it's mostly MCU wise and that's when they appear in the MCU, not outside of it. So we can kind of talk about it then and all that. Um... But yeah, this has been like our Captain America breakdown. Do you have any other comments you wanted to mention like before we wrap up? No, I think we've we've covered most of it and if not, I mean, he comes up in other movies. We'll get back to it. I was I was about to say yeah, he's going to he's going to be in <laughs> Captain so we have Avengers, we have Captain America 1, uh 2 and Civil War. We have um Age of Ultron, uh, Infinity War, Endgame, um So, yeah, with that being said, um, I have been adding polls into a lot of these episodes, so if you want to go check that out, you can go um, answer some of the polls. 
Uh, we have a link in the bio of each of these podcast episodes that will bring you to all of my socials as well as a merch store where you can go check those out. And this has been your Geek King, and this has been my declaration. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. Goodbye. <laughs>